Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Today, I want to talk about a very important topic. The Bible says that he sent us his word and healed us of all our diseases and delivered us from all our destructions. The Bible says he sent a word in Jacob and it lit Israel. The Bible is clear in what the Lord has done by sending his word. He gave us a manual, the Bible. And through that, that we might learn and know the workings and the way of the Spirit. The question is, why is it that the word does not seem to work for certain individuals? Why is it that some people struggle to get results through the word? That's the question. I want to teach you how to make the word work for you. How to make the word work for you. Because it's one thing for you to believe the word, to confess it, to read it. But biblically, by pattern and principle, There are ways God has showed us through teaching how we must activate, how we must allow, how we must provide, how we must interact and interplay with the word for the word to give us the results that we so desire. That is what I want to share with you tonight. I want to share with you how to make the word work or how to walk in the word as it is given by God So it will give you the results that it says. The word says you're healthy, you are healthy. The word says you're wise, you are wise. The word says you're rich, you're rich. The word says you're strong, you're strong. The word says you're a conqueror, you are more than a conqueror. Of course, there are many people who say, you know, I don't doubt the word of God that God can do what he wants or whatever he can to do. But the question is, why is it that the word does not work for me specifically? For me individually, how do I appropriate this? How do I manifest it in my life so it will work for me? And this is where we're going to go now. You will open with me in uh, the first chapter of James uh, from about the 21st verse. This is an instruction. He says, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able, the Bible says, to save your soul. But I want you to underline the word there, engrafted. I want us to read it in the Amplified Version. It says, get rid of all uncleanliness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, it says, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, God is giving us the ingredient here of the word that has the power to save our souls. Not everything you hear in the Bible has the power to save your soul. But he has spoken of the word which is implanted and rooted in your hearts. It's talking about the word that is implanted and rooted in your hearts. The KJV speaks of the engrafted word. So the question is around, how do we get the word implanted in our spirits? How do we get the word engrafted in our spirits, in our hearts? How do we get the word rooted in our hearts? Because he has given us the guarantee that if we can do that, then we have the power to save our souls. You'll have the power to come out of that financial issue. You'll have the power to come out of that health crisis. You'll have the power to come out of that marital issue. You'll have the power to come out of that career frustration. These things are so important. So important. Because by deception, Satan has far removed us. I mean human beings. And sadly, the children of God. From these realities and understanding. And because of that, many people are living a very sad life. A very frustrating life. A life that is regressing, a life that is digressing, a life that is not improving and not going forward. The Bible says that even though you're gods, but you die like men and fall like one of the princes. That's not supposed to be so the way of a child of God. That's why when Peter is talking about us, he has given the difference between this outer man and the inward man of the heart. The inward man of the heart. The spirit man. Paul calls him the spirit man. That is the man that is supposed to connect to the word of God. That is the man that is supposed to receive the implanted word of God. That is the man that is supposed to connect to the rooted word of the Lord in the heart. But the question is, how do I get the word rooted in my heart? How do I get the word of God implanted in my heart? That is the question because he has given me the promise that if I can only know how to get the word rooted, if I can only know how to get the word implanted, then my soul is saved. My soul is saved. Glory to God. And so I want to take us on that journey to know how to implant the word. How to root the word. How the word will be or can be engrafted in your spirit. And when you do that, you'll see the results of the word. The Bible says in Proverbs, the fourth chapter, the 20th verse, if you read again from the Amplified Version. He says, my son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. In other words, agree and submit yourself to what I say. Now, we're on the beginning. We're defining the way the word is engrafted, the way the word is rooted in our spirits. You know, there are about three major ways, and I'm going to show them to you. There are three major ways. And this is the first one. He says, let my son attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Did you hear that? 
Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. And he says, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. They are life to them that find them and healing and health to all their flesh. Now the Hebrew word therefore incline is where I wanted us to have an underlining there. He says, my son, attend to my words. The KJV says, incline your ears to my saying. Incline. Incline your ears to my saying. I, I want to emphasize the word therefore inclination. If you read that from the KJV. I want to emphasize the word to incline. What does it mean to incline? Now, the Hebrew word therefore inclining is now tau, which means to stretch out in the word, which means to extend time in the word, which means to prolong yourself in the word, which means to carry aside the word. All of these definitions mean the same word inclination. They imply the same word inclination. So what do I mean by that? I mean to say, some people read the word when they have a problem. They have a job issue and they look out scriptures for jobs. They have a financial issue. They look out scriptures for financial breakthrough. They have a health crisis. They start looking out scriptures for health crisis. And when their health is robust and strong, or when their finances are fixed, or when their businesses or relationships are fixed, then they hold back and then live a normal life, normal predictable life, and then engage and indulge themselves in their most useful time of life with the affairs of this world until trouble strikes again. And when trouble strikes again, again they look for the word, and then they study, and then they read, and then they pray, and then it works, and then they detach. Until the next time when again trouble comes. And then they have that kind of spiral. And when you study that kind of Christian, they're the kind, interestingly, they can come out of trouble. They can come out of any kind of trouble. But they easily go into trouble. Why? Because their life is not a prolonged life with the word. It's not an extended life with the word. It's not a spread out time of the word. They don't carry aside the word. How can you be born again and you don't have a Bible? At least move with it on your phone. Because part of the definition there, now Tao, is to carry along aside. Go with your word everywhere. Because you see, like you cannot say, today I ate eggs, I will not eat tomorrow, and the other day or next week. No. Yes, you ate food, you drank tea, you had a meal, and tomorrow you're going to feel hungry, and you're going to eat as well. And next week you're going to feel hungry, and you're going to eat as well. And next month you're going to feel hungry, and you're going to eat again. Now, if you need your body to grow, to survive, and exist, because you eat, what makes you think that your spiritual man will be starved until the time you are so hungry, or rather, in quotes, in trouble. And at that point, will your man be able, the spirit man, will he be able to sustain the infirmity, the weakness, the challenge? Of course, it's never too late. It's never too late. But only to the man who knows how to come out. 
Only to the woman who knows how to break through. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The Bible says that the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. That means that the strength of your spirit is the guarantee of how quickly and easy you come out of a thing. But you see, we've not been taught to engage and spread ourselves and prolong our time and extend ourselves into the world. Many of us just react to the world. Why are you tuning in today? Because you know on Thursday, the man of God preaches. Why are you going to tune in on Sunday? Because you know the man of God preaches on Sunday. And what are you going to be doing from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, until the next Thursday? What are you going to be doing that Friday? What are you going to be doing that Saturday until the next Sunday? Can you eat two meals a week physically? How possible is that and how long do you keep that? So if you cannot eat two meals a week, what makes you think that you're going to carry your spirit man that way and expect to be strong in the spirit? You remember the Bible calls us to be strengthened in the inner man through the Holy Ghost. Teaches us. And this is the number one way. God has told you, learn to attend to the words and incline yourself to the word of God. Build a consistent life of engaging and indulging the word constantly. Some people are slothful in the spirit. Some people are dealing with what I call a slothful spirit. And I will teach about that. Because some people know the physical slothfulness. Some people don't know that there is such a thing in the spirit realm called spiritual slothfulness. The kind of spirit that makes someone very lazy, very slow in responding and dealing with the things of God. Yet they are fast and responsive in every other aspect of life. They respond when the business deal comes. They can respond. They can answer a phone call at 2, take a flight at 3 a.m. for a business deal to close at 6. But it is hard for them to wake up at 3 a.m. and just be with God. That's a slothful spirit. It's a slothful spirit. The Bible tells us not to be slothful in business. Fervent in spirit, he says, and serving the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Fervent in spirit and serving the Lord. Not to be slothful in business. So it's possible. Why is it that you have the strength to watch a movie for two hours, three hours, four hours, but you don't have the strength to read the Bible for one minute? You don't have the strength to wake up to a devotional and read it for two minutes. You don't have the strength to separate yourself and just be with God for an hour and speak over your life and confess these things that you know to be in Christ. It is simple because you're dealing with a slothful spirit. I'll teach about it. I need one time to just get time and explore this and help some of you understand why you're not living a victorious life in Christ Jesus. You're lazy in the spirit. You're lazy in the spirit. You're lazy in the spirit. You can't even sustain a scripture in your head. Yet you can cram a whole song. A secular song. You can hear three lines of a secular artist spoken. 
And those lines stay in your head. But you can't even quote the scripture right. And then you ask yourself, why is it that I don't see the results and the answers that I'm supposed to be having? Simple. You're dealing with a slothful spirit. Now it says, the number one thing that you learn as a believer is you learn to keep the word before you constantly. Don't look at it as, I'm keeping it because anything evil can happen or might happen. That's the wrong attitude. It's the wrong understanding. Remember, this word is a person. You're not praying to Jesus, so you stay out of trouble. He seeks an open relationship with you. You study the word because you have to be one with your inheritance. When the Bible speaks of how we're begotten to an inheritance, incorruptible, that fadeth not away, which is reserved for us, that inheritance is in the word of God. It is the incorruptible word of God. It's incorruptible. Epignosis is your true inheritance. The accurate, complete, and precise knowledge of God, of things ethical and divine, that is your true inheritance. So you're indulging with your inheritance by discernment, by acknowledgement, by studying, by connecting. Because remember, this word is you. You and the word are one. You understand? And when Paul says that as we behold like in the mirror of the glory of God, we're translated, we're transformed. That's the reason why you need the word. Because every time you read this word, you get to know who you are. You get to really discover yourself and your God-given abilities and potential. Praise God. Hallelujah. God has not made us to fail. He has not created us to die. He has not created us to digress. He has not created us for destruction. The Bible says the thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Bible says, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Have it in abundance until it overflows. That is the testimony of the believer. So number one, learn to be a constant interactor with the word of God. Let it become a part of your life. It is the first thing you do every day. It should be the last thing you do before you go to bed every day. It should be the thing you easily do in your most free time. The Bible says meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting shall appear unto Oh, everybody will start to see that there is something appearing on your life. You might not even be able to recognize it. But those that are around you will start testifying. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And he says, night and day you shall meditate therein, day and night, that thou mayst observe to do according all that is written. And he says, for then shall thy way be prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. That is a promise. Why aren't we steadily present to the word when he has told us what it can do? He says, you shall make your way prosperous and have good success. That's a testimony. You can't run away from it. You can't change it. So stay awake to the word. Extend more time. Read the word every day. We have summons. You cannot go to bed without listening to a sermon or two. How do you do that? Just put it in and play. Just put it in and play. 
it will make you what it says. Just plug it, get your flash, get your mobile phone, get your car, fill it. Just have the word everywhere. Have it in your car, have it in your house, have it at your workplace. Don't just even respond to it because this sermon has rebuked you. But make a definitive decision from today to incline your ears to the word of God. That is the only way. As you continue interacting with it, it will automatically start settling in your heart. Now it's getting implanted. It's getting grafted. It's getting rooted. Because that's how the word works. The more you interact with it, the more it starts to connect with the inward parts of your spirit. And how do you know? You start to see that you react according to the word. You talk according to the word. You behave according to the word. You respond according to the word. You don't move by the senses. You don't move by the feeling. You don't move by what you're told and what you're not told. You don't move by what is possible with men and what's impossible. No, no. You move with what is possible by the word. You move by what the word says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The second point. It's in Colossians, the third chapter, the 16th verse. Again, we'll read the Amplified. Colossians, the third chapter, the 16th verse. Now, he says, let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have its home in your hearts and in your minds. And he continues to explain how. And dwell in you in all its richness. And dwell in you in all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things. And as you sing, listen, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody to God with his grace in your hearts. Oh, glory to God. Now, he's talking about the place where he speaks of how we, through singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God with grace in your hearts. That is so powerful. When I discovered this thing, this particular scripture years ago, it opened me up to the demonstration of the Spirit. This is the thing that opens you up to the demonstration of the Spirit. So yes, you read the Word. Oh yes, you take it in your heart. Oh yes, you confess it. But have you ever thought to make sound for it? To make a psalm for it? To make a song for it? To make a hymn for it? Making melody in your heart with grace in your heart. Oh, it's a great experience. It's one of the most perfect ways to relate with the Holy Spirit. One of the most beautiful ways to do that. And so what do I do? Sometimes when I go through certain things that are disturbing, besides the first point where I read, I read the word constantly, I relate with the word. But those times when certain things come and they shake, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord doth deliver them from all of them. It doesn't mean that these attacks don't come. It only means that they will not have consequence on our lives. We shall always go above them. We shall always defeat them because he has promised. Many are the afflictions. The Amplified says in Psalms 34 verses 19 that 
Many evils confront the consistently righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Them all. So you don't worry about what comes. No. Let him bring it on. God has promised that you will come out of it. I said he has promised that you will come out of it. And he cannot lie. So I have learned over the years to sing songs. Spiritual songs. Making melody with God in my heart through grace. Sometimes I remember that scripture. For example, when the Bible says, For how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I sing it in a psalm. Oh, how God, Shatala Brosa, anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, Shabbatala Bo, Brazakata. And he went about Marco Brazo Tilebo. Healing all that were oppressed, Mataba, Zobroko Telebo Rabatalaba, of the devil, for God was with him, Brazo Koto, Brazo Tolobayaba. When you do that, when you do that, he says, as you're making melody, as you're speaking these words, as you're strengthening yourself, as you're singing yourself, oh my goodness, you're always quoting Psalms. You're always quoting the book of Psalms. But not many of you understand why. The book of Psalms is in the Bible. When you look at a man, David, and the things that were written, you see days of weeping, you see days of regret, you see days of sorrow, you see days of frustration, you see days of confusion, you see days of joy, you see days of testimony, and he learned the art of psalming, of heming for God. And remember, the Bible calls him a man with a heart of God. He's a man with a heart of God. So if you want to connect with his heart and the way God works, you learn to sing the words. The Bible says in 3 John, that you wish above all things that I may prosper and be in health even as my soul prospereth. You create your own song. You don't need to have a good voice. Hello? No, 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 no. You don't need to. You just need to get a scripture and hum it. And recite it. Sum it up. Give it your hymn. Give it your flow. If you feel you can't rhyme but you can wrap it out, do it. Whatever it is. He says, make melody in your heart. Make melody in your heart. Make melody in your heart. The Bible says, you satisfy my mouth with good things and renew my youth as the eagle. As you're doing that, something is stirring up in your spirit. The word is getting a hold of you. It's saying, aha, this is where I belong. This is where I belong. Because every time you start hymning it, don't mind how you sing. Because not just how good you do it. It's the heart and spirit that is willing to obey God. Hallelujah, praise God. And the third way, now you take it out. You take it out. Ephesians chapter 5, the 14th verse. Again, we'll read from the Amplified. Now it tells you the one which is asleep. 
Arise from the dead and Christ shall shine and make day dawn upon you and give you light. Look carefully that you walk life purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, and intelligent people. Now, it's talking about people who are sleeping in the spirit. People who are slow in the spirit. People who are slothful in the spirit. He's telling you, awake or sleeper. Look carefully how you walk. He's saying, live purposefully and worthily. Now, I want you to hear. Purposefully and worthily and accurately. Think about those three things. Purposefully, worthily, and accurately. Not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. And he tells you, make the very most of the time that God has given you. Buying up each opportunity. Because everything you spend in the word, every time you're spending time in the word, you're buying up opportunity. You're buying up opportunity. So he continues to say, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. And he says, therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Now listen, he's explaining. Be not drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled, ever be filled and stimulated by the Holy Spirit. This is interesting. When you read that portion of scripture, the part ever be filled, in fact, the literal Greek translates as continue being filled. It's not just, oh, I'm filled by the Holy Spirit. No, he says continue in that infilling. Ever continue being, being filled. That's the literal Greek translation. Stimulated by the Holy Spirit. How? Now, he says, speak one to another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praises with the voices and instruments, making melody with your heart to the Lord at all times and of everything giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glory of the Father. Now listen, there's that part where you sing a hymn and psalm to yourself. But there's a part where you also have to learn to sing psalms and hymns to one another. Glory to God. You enter your house. You wake up excited in the morning. You meet your spouse and tell him, God is good. He's working mightily in my life today. Glory to God. Great things are happening in my life this morning. And there is nothing the devil can do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even when you're with your friends, don't just make it a personal thing. No. God is saying this time, extend it beyond you. Hello. Extend it beyond you. And start singing it even for your friends. So how are you doing these days, my friend? You tell them, I am highly blessed. I am blessed. So highly exalted by God. Everything is working for my good. I'm blessed on the left and I'm blessed on the right. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're making your own sound. Now he's saying, beyond just what you sing for yourself, extend it even to the things around you so they know that you're a singing person. So they know that you're a hymn person. Extend it to the people around you so they know that you're a psalmist. Your family should hear you singing. Your friends should hear you singing. Your car should know your voice. Your baby should know your voice. Your house should hear you from afar and respond. Your field should hear your son from afar and respond. The things around you should know. Your mobile phone should know. Everything around your house, your clothes should know. 
Everything you have should know that you emit the word of God through soul. So don't just end with you. He's saying, no, speak to one another. Share the word with each other. If you can't sing it, at least find a way to leave a word with someone. Because as you're doing that, the word is getting grafted. At least find a way to leave a word with someone. When you text, leave a scripture with someone. They might not hear your voice, that's all right. But when you text to someone, leave at least the closing scripture of what you've meditated that day. When you write emails, leave a scripture. When you send a WhatsApp, leave a simple scripture and challenge yourself to be a giver of the word. Challenge yourself. Because as you're doing it, something is getting rooted in your spirit. As you're doing it, something is getting built up. Something is getting engrafted. Something is holding itself inside you. It's getting a hold in there. It's getting rooted. And remember in the last line, verse 20, it says, and at all times, give thanks in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In all things. He says, give thanks. In other words, one of the most important aspects in the Psalms, the hymns, the confessions we make, we must have the end of thanksgiving. We must always be grateful, fully persuaded that everything we're speaking, everything we're confessing, everything we're giving the knowledge of is already done in Christ Jesus. That the communication of your faith will become effectual through the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ Jesus. How can you talk about everything except these words that are life to them that find them and medicine to the bones? Now, so you say, how do I find them? This is the finding. This is the finding. This is how the word of God will start to carry meaning in your life. This is how the word of God will start to carry meaning in your spirit. Read the word every day. Connect to the devotionals. We release devotionals every day in this ministry. Why? Because we know the importance of a man connecting to the word. This ministry is the cheapest ministry when it comes to giving out sermons. I have tried to release sermons without a price. Some have more liberal applications. You need to pay these many dollars to enroll on their app. Because maybe for them it's more important to have money than to save lives. And that's really for them. Maybe. But all the summons on the application are free. Every summon on YouTube that I preach, I put it up there for you. On Facebook, livestream.com, we pay radios, we pay televisions. If you come to Fanero any day and you say, I have a flash, we'll give you those summons for free. Not because our message is cheap. No. But because the Bible says, we have been freely given. And because we've been freely given, so we freely give. The world cannot die of ignorance when we are putting a price to what could serve them. 
Because no amount of money in the world is important to God than the soul to be saved. That is why we don't limit ministry to price. Because nobody should ever fail to get to the word of God because they cannot afford the word of God. That's the heart of the master. That's why he gave the world the word. That's why he did not put exclusivity to accessing the scriptures. The Bible has been the most top printed book since its time of print. And there's a reason why God's hand has stayed open to the preaching of the word and spreading it across the world. Because he wills that all men be saved and that they might come to the knowledge of the truth. Invest your time. You have too much to redeem. Too much to redeem. Too much to save. Because you have a long life ahead of you. And that long life has a course to run. It requires a certain responsibility before God. And a faithfulness to what he has given you as a steward. That you will give yourself wholly. That you will walk worthily. That you will walk wisely. That you will propel yourself to each day buying up an opportunity. To be better for yourself for the sake of the world. That you will live for something bigger than you. That you live for something bigger than your color. That you live for something bigger than your tribe. That you live for something bigger than your race. That you should live for something bigger than your education. That you should live for something bigger than the continent and the nations that you were raised at. When you read about the crowd of witnesses that we read about in the Bible, the men and women of old who through this word have held onto eternal life, who through war waxed valiant, the Bible says women received back their dead. They tore mouths of lions. They changed nations. They shook kingdoms. They changed empires. They revived nations. They revived continents. And all of these embraced this same word that you have in 2020. All of these have proved to you that the word of God does not fail. The Bible has enough record to show you that God does not fail in his word. The word has been proved over and over. For years in time memorial. And every other day this word stands stronger. It's available and it's sufficient for every challenge of humankind. And you have the opportunity in 2020 not only to know God, but to relate with him through the word. How can you not dream bigger than you? How can you not see beyond that car, that movie, that house? How can you not see beyond that career? How can you not dream for something bigger than you are? How can't you live for something worthwhile? How can't you write your own story? Why wouldn't you write your own history with this very message? And God has given us all that pertains to life and godliness. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He has created a window of the spirit and a door for every man and woman to live a supernatural life. That you'll come out of mediocrity prediction and the ordinary life. You can be everything this word tells you to be. He says with God all things are possible. The Bible is clear. That is why he sent us this word. And he tells us go into the world. For lo, I'm with you until the end. He told us to go preach the gospel. Baptizing them in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
healing the sick and casting out all devils. Because he's with us. The word is still abounding. It's still available. We incline. We sing it. We dream it. We drink it. We eat it. We confess it. We wake up again and drink it and confess it and eat it and pray it and walk it and live it and sing it and wrap it and clothe it and give ourselves to it. And the next day we do the same. Yah in, yah out. And our profiting will appear unto all men. I just want you to raise your voice and make a commitment to Jehovah to allow the word of God to be engrafted, to allow the word of God to be rooted, to allow the word of God to hold you, to consume you, and get so implanted in you Because I feel we are the verge of one of the greatest moves of human history. And this I speak as a man of God. We are the verge of one of the greatest moves of human history. Open your mouth and pray. Speak in other tongues. Bro satara baba baba kusharana. Jora baba baba kusendere bro zara baba baba. Shotara baba yere bo zara baba. Kosala bala lelelebo. I pray that may the word of God dwell in you richly. I pray that may you have that understanding. May you redeem time. I rebuke all laziness and slothfulness of spirit. I pray that may your heart be comforted and aligned to that implanting, to that rooting and engrafting that will incline your ears to his saying. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That we will sing hymns and songs and make melody in our hearts, not only to ourselves, but to even those around us. And that we'll share the word. I pray for the sick, heal, HIV, COVID, cancer, heal, headaches, limbs, heal, back problems, heal. All manner of disease heal. Thank you, Lord. If you have never given your life to Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Because he's the word that becomes flesh and dwells among men and we behold his only glory as the only true son of God, full of grace and truth. And you can only repeat these words after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and was raised for my glory. Tonight, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. 
For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest. <laughs>